0: Coming up on 5-Minute News Gay club shooter evaded Colorado's red flag law Twitter activists put pressure on brands after Trump reinstated And Indonesian earthquake kills at least 162 and injures many more It's Tuesday, November 22 I'm Anthony Davis. Long before he was arrested in the Colorado Springs gay nightclub shooting that left five people dead, Anderson Lee Aldrich threatened his mother with a homemade bomb. Yet despite that scare, there's no public record that prosecutors moved forward with charges against Aldrich or that police or relatives tried to trigger Colorado's red flag law that would have allowed authorities to seize the weapons and ammo the man's mother says he had with him. Meanwhile, authorities in Colorado Springs are identifying two men who are being hailed as heroes following the tragedy that unfolded at the nightclub. Richard M. Fierro was at a table in Club Q with his wife, daughter and friends on Saturday watching a drag show when a sudden flash of gunfire ripped across the nightclub and instincts forged during four combat deployments in Iraq and Afghanistan instantly kicked in. Fierro charged through the chaos, tackled the gunman and beat him with his own gun. A possible motive behind the mass shooting at an LGBTQ plus nightclub in Colorado Springs has started to come into focus, with the suspect Anderson Lee Aldridge being held on five counts of murder and five counts of hate crimes. Aldrich is the grandson of outgoing Republican Assemblyman Randy Vopel. Vopel, who had served as a state lawmaker since 2016, lost his re-election bid earlier this month. As a lawmaker, Vopel attracted attention when he compared the January 6th attack on the Capitol to the Revolutionary War. Colorado Springs officials revised their count of the number of victims hurt during the Club Q shooting – down to 18 on Monday. Of those victims, 17 were shot, they said. Five people died in the attack. The deadly shooting at Club Q, one of the few refuges for LGBTQ people in Colorado Springs, came at a time when drag events and the venues that host them have been subject to frequent threats across the United States. A coalition of civil rights activists on Monday were urging Twitter's advertisers to issue statements about pulling their ads off the social media platform after its owner, Elon Musk, lifted the ban on tweets by disgraced former US President Donald Trump. Trump's account, which Twitter had suspended after the US Capitol riot on January 6, 2021, citing the risk of further incitement of violence, was reinstated over the weekend. Some 90% of Twitter's revenue comes from selling digital ads. The group in the Stop Toxic Twitter Coalition complained that Musk had vowed to advertisers that Twitter would take a considered approach to reinstating banned accounts and convene a new content moderation council. No such council had been created as of Monday. This month, Musk complained that pressure from the activists had already caused a massive drop in revenue. Twitter began reinstating banned or suspended accounts late last week, including comedian Kathy Griffin as well as Trump. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene's personal Twitter account was reinstated on Monday, more than 10 months after being permanently suspended for repeated violations of the platform's COVID misinformation policy. Greene is synonymous for hate speech and conspiracy theories. The coalition is asking brands that have not publicised their Twitter pause to issue public statements and help generate pressure on the other 49 advertisers that have not yet taken action. Musk tweeted on Saturday that Twitter would reinstate the former president's account after a slim majority voted yes on Musk's poll about the issue. But critics say many of the votes may have come from bots. A 6.9 magnitude earthquake killed at least 162 people and injured hundreds more on Indonesia's main island on Monday. Terrified residents fled into the street, some covered in blood and debris. Many of the dead were public school students who'd finished their classes for the day and were taking extra lessons at Islamic schools when they collapsed, West Java Governor Ridwan Kamil said as he announced the latest death toll in the remote rural area. Hospitals were overwhelmed by injured people, and the toll was expected to rise further. No estimates were immediately available because of the area's far-flung rural population, but many structures collapsed and residents and emergency workers braced for grim news. Roughly 175,000 people live in the town of Kianjo, part of a mountainous district of the same name with more than 2.5 million people. Known for their piety, the people of Kyanjur live mostly in towns of one- and two-storey buildings and in smaller homes in the surrounding countryside. Camille said that more than 13,000 people whose whose homes were heavily damaged were taken to evacuation centres. Emergency workers treated the injured on stretchers and blankets outside hospitals, on terraces and in parking lots in the Kyanjur region about three hours' drive from the capital, Java. The country of more than 270 million people is frequently struck by earthquakes, volcanic eruptions and tsunamis because of its location on the Ring of Fire, an arc of volcanoes and fault lines in the Pacific Basin.